Welcome back to Grace Point Go, Grace Point's podcast where you can listen to conversations and interviews and devotionals all on the go. Well, hello and happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Grace Point Go. If we haven't met before, my name is Levi. I'm the worship and creative arts director here at Grace Point. I'm the one who produces this podcast. Um, And today's a little bit different because Pastor Steve has some commitments that he is giving his time to this week. Pastor Jared is out in Oregon teaching. And so I'm just kind of jumping in with um, a new series that we'll be doing on and off for the rest of this season um, with just some short readings and meditations from Psalms. And we want to do that because Psalms is such an easy, um, poetic, beautiful, bite-sized kind of um, book that is full of truth and, and, and full of unpacking the character of God and his faithfulness to his people, especially David, who, who writes so, so much of this. Um, so before I do that, I, this is just kind of almost today's, today's episode is almost a reminder of kind of why this podcast exists. It's not just because it's trend, a trendy form of content because most, a lot of churches are doing the podcast. And so we should too. It's actually just a really helpful way to bridge the gap between our Sunday experiences between our um, worship service when we gather together one Sunday to the next time we walk into those doors. And it's a way for us just to plug into church, plug into Grace Point, plug into hopefully some encouragement um, and some of the conversation, and hopefully that comes to the conversations and meditations we've been having on this podcast. Um, and so we hope it's been helpful to you. And, and so without any more delay, let's jump into Psalms uh, chapter 32. Uh, the title of this is Blessed Are the Forgiven. And we think this is helpful um, I think this is really, really helpful because it is this chapter in particular is really encouraging. First of all, it's also very relatable to the human condition, to our perspective, the things that we experience in our walk with the Lord. Um, and we know, let, let me just begin this chapter by, by reading the beginning. This is verse one. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven and whose sin is covered. So David's setting the tone for this chapter here at the beginning. And it's kind of this, this already he, in one sentence, he's kind of encouraging us. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. There's no question there, but David's going to pack this a little bit more. Verse two, it says, blessed is the man who against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. And he goes on to say, for, for when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long for day and night, your hand was heavy upon me and my strength was dried up as the heat of summer. And so David now is contrasting what happens when he keeps silent, the experience that, that he's had when he hasn't walked in closeness and vulnerability with the Lord. He experiences this, my, this, my bones wasting away, my groaning all day long for day and night, my hand, your hand was heavy upon me and my strength was dried up. So this, it's, he's, he's describing discouragement. He's describing um, almost a depressive state. He's describing... Um, sp- spiritual turmoil within him. And so he's, this is, this is already relatable in this chapter, just four verses in, because don't we all relate to that? None of us have walked in perfect closeness and intimacy with God. And it's so, we all have a temptation to, when we're distant from him, to keep silent, to, to not kind of cast our, our burdens on him. And, and when we don't when there is separation when we don't cast our burdens we don't give over the brokenness that we have to him and just ask for his help his forgiveness his his joy 
that we're stealing joy from ourselves. We're stealing the satisfaction of getting to walk in the joy of forgiveness and mercy. And, And God is so faithful despite our hesitancy and our temptation to be silent, to keep quiet. And we know this because in, in Psalm, um, in, in, in the same chapter, in verse five, he says, I acknowledge my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. And I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. And I love that he's already trans- he's already uh, com- contrasting and comparing already. He, he just said, for day and night, your, heavy was, your, your, your hand was heavy upon me but I acknowledge my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. And I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my heart. And this is, this is the truth that, that, that heaviness that, that Dave is describing, that your hand was heavy upon me. I know that I've been there where I know that there are, is there's ways that in which I should be walking in more closeness with the Lord, where I should be giving him things that I'm holding on to tightly or carrying. And he, he guides us back. And that's a mark of his believer is he guides us back. He brings us back when we are not walking in the steadfast love and the faithfulness that he offers. And then in, in verse six, he goes on to say, therefore let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. So he's going on and, and saying, well, I've acknowledged my sin. I, I did not cover my iniquity and I confess my transgressions. And then he, he's encouraging all of us. So he's opening this up from his own experience to say, therefore let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found God. And in a few episodes ago, we were talking about uh, I think it was titled um, Five Ways to Improve Your Daily Prayer Life. And one of the the suggestions we were talking about was praying scripture back to Jesus. And this is why Psalms is so powerful and so um, helpful is this is such an easy chapter to be praying back to him because David is speaking. He might be a king, but he is just like the rest of us. I mean, he is experiencing, he has experienced his own brokenness. He has had his own sin revealed very much to him. He is he is a man after God's own heart, and yet he struggles with unfaithfulness, a lack of steadfast love. And he needs God's forgiveness just like we do. And and we can pray this verse to Jesus as well. Pray this to God and say, um, Surely in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach me. You are the hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. And this is David experiencing the forgiveness of God, experiencing the redemption of God. That time when he didn't even know of the, the, of the, the coming of the Messiah, of Jesus. That he was not living under this, this new law of grace. Jesus obviously did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. But even more than David, we should appreciate grace even more because we live in a, in a time where God is so merciful that he he does not require animal sacrifices from us or for us to atone for our own sin, but in, instead for us to place our hope and our trust and our full confidence in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And so we can view these verses through a transformed eye where we go, God is still the same. God is still the same in the Old Testament. He is still the same in the New Testament. The God has got a kind heart, a fatherly heart to 
acknowledge our brokenness and for his steadfast love to completely fill in the gaps of where we are not steadfast, where we are not faithful. He goes on, David, in, in verse four to say, I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you, but not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with a bit and a bridle, or it will stay near you, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts the Lord. And David is not long-winded in this chapter, but he, he is kind of back and forth in his emotions in in this book, where sometimes he'll be speaking of a place of desperation, and sometimes he's speaking of a place of 100% confidence in his reflection on what God's done in his life. And then he's back, you know, kind of almost wallowing in his sorrow or his hopelessness. And then he's back in, in, a, in a state of confidence. And this this chapter is is David reveling in and reflecting in a state of clarity where he's he's experienced the clarity of and and the and the grace and mercy of god and it's a reminder for us to look at our own life and go where has god god brought redemption in my life where has god brought me from how has he responded to my pleas for help my pleas for mercy and each of us in our own way who's following jesus and has experienced him has experienced the same redemption, the same grace in different ways. We can look at this chapter and go, I want to also recount. We can recount the ways in which God has brought us from the pit and he has redeemed us and he has um, covered our iniquity. David ends this chapter by saying, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you of right in heart. Let me just read that again. I'll actually just read these, these final two verses again. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright. And sometimes that's easier said than done to just, well, just, just rejoice. Just, just, just trust in the steadfast love of the Lord. And, and sometimes like David, it's, it's, it, we're, we speak from a place of desperation where we go, God, I just don't see it, but I need it. And I know it's true. And I'm just holding on to it with white knuckles. And then sometimes we can look back and go, wow, in this moment, I am experiencing the full confidence of grace and I am full of gratitude. And I am, it's easy for me to proclaim with joy um, and with an upright heart. And I... I just want to maybe just end today in, in a quick prayer that no matter where we are today, whether it's in a place of desperation and discouragement or a place of confidence, that either way we would be full of the, the knowledge that God is still steadfast and he's still faithful despite the ways in which we're not. And that when we acknowledge our sin to him and we do not cover our iniquity, but we walk in openness with him and those around us and we confess our transgressions to him to Jesus, that he will forgive the iniquity of our sin. And when we need reminders of this, we can come back to chapters like Psalm 32 and be reminded that there's a beautiful truth that we get to live under and live in. And that should be, that, that's enough, enough to get us through today. Um, and so let's just pray. God, no matter where we are today, um, no matter who's listening and whether they're in a place of desperation and kind of just white knuckling, for whatever reason, 
I just pray that you bring a fresh reminder that, that you are still steadfast, that you have so much understanding of us. That you were faithful to David and you are still faithful to us. Not because of any good that we have done, not because we deserve it, but God, because you are so faithful, even when we're not, that through Jesus, you have, you have allowed us to come into relationship and communion with you. And maybe whoever's listening is in a place of confidence where they just are feeling just they're reflecting on this, this grace and this new, this, this place that they're living in of, of living in light and living in the grace of God and being full of thanksgiving. And I just pray that you'd sustain that, that you'd sustain our confidence in you, our joy in you. And I pray that the fine, this final verse of this chapter would be true for us, that we would be glad in you, Jesus, that we would rejoice not because of our own righteousness, but because of the righteousness that you have purchased on our behalf and that we would shout for joy and that we'd be upright in heart. And so God, meet us where we are, help us. And may we look to you as ultimately the, the only place of fulfillment and mercy that anything, else, any, that, that, that anything could offer us. You are so much better than anything else that anyone could offer us, God. So we pray that in your name, amen. Well, thank you so much for listening today. Um, we, we do appreciate so much um, of the feedback we've gotten on this podcast. We hope that it can continue to be a blessing and a help. Um, next week, we'll hopefully resume more of a normal uh, schedule for the podcast. Um, I know we've been talking about this for weeks, but we'd love to be able to get to, the, to uh, record that episode with Pastor Jared and Renee and do kind of a reflection on their marriage and maybe it'll be their 19th or 20th wedding anniversary before we get to that episode. But we, we will definitely do that hopefully sooner than later. Um, but yes, next week we'll be on more of a, a, a regular conversation and um, topic uh, schedule that we've kind of been maintaining for a little bit. Uh, but again, thank you for listening. We hope that you have a great day and we'll see you again next Wednesday. Thanks.